The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, a broken head, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live at the Versa in the Renaissance on 35th and 7th overlooking the Mecca, the world's most famous Madison Square Garden in the middle of it all in New York City. Ooh, people dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do better. All my friends that come around, thought to fudge a party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this town's a tatter, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake it. Ooh, hey, I'm Pharrell on a pain-free Friday. Where do you hurt? Carver High is with me, Mafia running it downstairs in uh, our headquarters master control in the pit of doom. Is that what they call it? Carver High, the pit of doom? Uh, a couple names for it. Pit of doom, pit of uh, misery, all that stuff. Always good stuff. Pit of despair. Pit of despair. Absolutely. Uh, which one do you like the best? I think pit of doom. I like pit of despair. That works. Pit of despair? Yeah. All right. So uh, we got a ton of things going on today. Uh, Kyle Goon will join us from La 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 Lipstick City. He's going to talk about, obviously, uh, the Lakers and Bucks tonight. That's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to get into uh, everything with that game, uh, every every angle. And uh, the Mavs, how about that? You know, they lost their protest, and, and didn't they pretty much drop it or lose it, whatever you want to call it? They knew they weren't going to win. Not only did they not win, but Mark Cuban fined a half a milli for his post-game comments and tirade about the refs and coming on the court twice yeah, during that game. Half a mil to Cuban, that's like a $20 bill maybe for me or you. You know that. I mean, come on. Like lunch. Half a mil for Cuban, that's nothing. Kansas' response to the NCAA disputes all allegations of major recruiting violations uh, and lack of institutional control from the school and Bill Self and his assistant coach. That they've named in this. Chargers re-sign Austin Eckler. We'll get into that. UFC 248 coming up. Baseball files a grievance against the Pirates because they're so Pharrell and cheap. Cam Stewart will join us in hour number two on Coast to Coast today. We're going to be raging all day with everything. All the games in college rack tonight and conference tournament games. NBA, NHL, you get it all. Let's get an update to start it off with your boy, Carver High. Sports Grid. News update. All right, Scotty, you just brought it up. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban has been fined five hundred grand for public criticism and detrimental conduct regarding NBA officiating. This all stems from a February 22nd game against the Hawks where Cuban confronted the refs on the court, went after them on Twitter, and while speaking to reporters. The league also denied the team's protest to replay the end of the game. The Chargers give running back Austin Eckler a new four-year deal worth 24.5 mil. Includes $15 million in guarantees. Eckler signed with the Chargers as an undrafted free agent in 2017. 
He was due to be an RFA. He had 1,500 all-purpose yards last season to go along with 11 touchdowns. Tiger Woods will skip next week's Players' Championship with his agent saying that Tiger's back is not ready to compete. Tiger has not played since missing the cut at the Genesis three weeks ago in L.A., where he complained of back stiffness. The question now is, will Tiger be ready to defend his Masters title next month at Augusta? Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge has a stress fracture in his rib. He's oh. going to rest for two weeks, and then they'll reevaluate it. Surgery is not out of the question for Judge. NBA tonight, 10 games early on. Wizards, minus 3.5, host the Hawks. Thunder, minus 7, road favorites at the Garden against the Knicks. Nets, minus 3.5, host the Spurs in Brooklyn. Pacers, minus 3, in Chicago. The Heat visit New Orleans. The Pelicans, minus 1.5. Late night, game of the night. The Bucks are in Staples Center. To take on the Lakers, LeBron versus Giannis, Lakers minus one and a half right now. NCAA, plenty of mid-major games and conference tournaments going on today. Already a big upset at the Missouri Valley. Number one seed, 25-5 and five, Northern Iowa is out. They fall to the eight seed, Drake, 77-56. to 56. Jesus. Northern Iowa will now sweat it out for Selection Isn't Sunday. Smitty's team? That was Smitty was all over Drake last night. Yes, he was. In the other quarterfinal going on this afternoon, Southern Illinois, a 12-7 lead over Bradley. That one is early on. ACC tonight, Clemson minus four, host Georgia Tech. NC State minus eight, host Wake. Later tonight, number five, San Diego State in the Mountain West semis in Vegas. They take on Boise. The Aztecs minus nine right now. The other semi, nine win Wyoming has won two nights in a row as double-digit dogs. They look to continue their run against uh, uh, Utah State. Utah State minus 16 right now. NHL six games. Blues minus 210 in Jersey. Hawks off a win last night or in Detroit. Minus 170 favorites. Vegas minus 140 in Winnipeg. Calgary minus 145 against Arizona. Colorado minus 125 in Vancouver. And the Leafs look to salvage their California road trip. They are minus 170 in Anaheim. I'm Carver High with the Sports Grid Update. Want the edge? Get on the grid. There he is, uh, Carver High, bringing it as usual. All right, so uh, your uh, bet on Steph Curry hit last night. The, did. The 19. Did you get it at 18 and a half? It was actually 18 because I found out after the fact that they had an odds boost for him on 18. So there was a Steph Curry to right. score 18 plus, and that was at like plus 125 or somewhere around there. So I ended up going with that one. I was back and forth on the over-under. Obviously, I'm glad I jumped on the over. There you go. Uh, did you watch him play? Like, uh, I-, I thought he was phenomenal. At the beginning of the game, he uh, was dishing like no one's business. No looks, behind the back passes, alley-oops. He had it all going. I was sitting there watching it with the young gun, and I was like, is this guy going to shoot? I, You know, I came, I paid to watch him shoot. I'm not interested in all the passes and dimes at this point. He's been out you know, 60 games, whatever it is, 58. And I'm thinking, I I just want to see him just start chucking. Like, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. Like, you know, uh, Chuck it up. I want to see it all. And then he started lighting it up. Did you see some of the shots he hit? One of them on the wing as the shot clock was expiring. He got the uh, pill with like a half a second left and jacked it up from 30 and made that. And he also hit one from the logo. What he finished with 23, the guy lit it up and went over to Rainbow. I thought he looked fantastic for limited burn. What did you think of his performance? Yeah, I I thought you saw a little bit of the rust early on. It took him a while. I remember looking early in the second quarter, and he only had like three points, uh, and he had only played eight or nine minutes. So I figured maybe there might have been a little rest. And then he got into the game, second half. He started making those long threes, like you said, the one from almost half court. Uh, so listen, we know that the Warriors season is going absolutely nowhere here. Uh, it, it's been tough, but um, you know he's going to get a chance now. If he's out there every night to kind of get Wiggins involved with him uh, and just get the rust off of him and be ready for next year, which is when the Warriors are going to go back to their uh, full-blown assault on the NBA when they have everybody healthy. So, so that's what were they? Uh, it was seven and a half last night, and they lost by eight. I mean, it was going off at nine uh, at FanDuel right before. I know when we left uh, after in-game live last night at 9 p.m., East, it was uh, it was nine, so eight I and a half, the, nine. I, it was going back and forth. I hit the spread, forth. but I didn't hit the money line because I went for it with the Warriors to win. Right. And then as I was watching the game, I was increasingly aware of the fact that they would never win that game because uh, <laughs> the Raptors did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, and whichever way they wanted uh, the whole game. I mean, it did not matter what the Warriors threw at them. 
Uh, you know what it is? I was watching them, and they just take bad shots. I mean, they constantly take bad looks, and then they uh, move the ball too much. You know, they're dangling with that shot clock, right? They're still making a pass with one second left and not getting off shots. Uh, they just look sloppy when I was watching them. And it, as I'm watching that, you know, kind of it's a little pathetic, and I'm sitting there watching, and Kerr's, like, frustrated. I was frustrated as a better because I knew they weren't going to hit buckets uh, you know, moving the ball, that one extra pass, too many. You know, like, sometimes when you get a clean look, you got to take it. And they were just shooting, you know, rush jays and bricks and air balls. Did you see they were clanking them off the rim, front of the rim, missing all together? And when you do that, and I'm that was like in the first quarter. I was sitting there going, they're not going to win this game. Yeah, ever. I mean, they were in it at the start of the fourth. Uh, you know, they were, they had a chance to win the game. It was close going into the fourth quarter. Raptors kind of took over after that. I think they outscored them by six or seven in the fourth quarter to win the game. So, uh, listen, it's the Warriors. It is what it is. They get a little lift with Steph back, but uh, they were just coming off a huge win over Denver. Uh, tough to see them beat two good teams in a row like that, and now the Raptors clinch a playoff spot and get themselves a couple wins now here on the West Coast after beating Phoenix the other night. Well, I hit the Sixers last night in uh, Golden 1. That was a nice... Uh, How about that one? Nice bet, nice money line bet. And, you know, they've been horrible, atrocious. They were 9-23 and away, and they blew out the Kings 125-108. Harris had a huge game, 28-14, the double-double dabble, do you? Uh, Darren Fox had 23 the other way and seven dimes. But they got it done on the road. That was big. I have to tell you, I couldn't believe uh, the Rockets, how they got whacked at the Toyota against the Clippers. I lost that bet, and I just couldn't believe my eyes when I was watching the game. I mean, Claw had 25, Harrell had 19. I think every one of his shots was a dunk because the size did become a factor. I thought Brody played well. I thought uh, Harden looked very average last night. They were not hitting from outside. The game was over by halftime because they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah, that, that you're absolutely right. And, and if not with them kind of scoring 40 points there in the fourth quarter, that would have looked a lot worse than it was. I mean, at halftime, it was just an absolute massacre. And uh, the Clippers were hitting everything. The Rockets couldn't, couldn't miss. I mean, they, they couldn't make a thing. It was a really bad night for Houston. I thought that's how it was going to go for they them. They were down 67-44 at the break, and it was like lights out. And, I, you know, that was so bad, that game, I could barely hang on to watch the next one. And then when I saw the Warriors chucking bricks, I was like, you know what? It's time to go to bed. We'll give you all the NBA tonight. Count on that. And we'll keep our eyes on these college rack games and tourney games. It's all happening coast to coast. Go with us. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Back on Coast to Coast, uh, I'm Pharrell. So I was talking to Mafia, who's running the show right now, on the way into the city. Uh, we roll in together for like 15 years. And uh, I was saying, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy, because I guess you can't get away with it or even try. 
But I was kind of like, you know what? If I were Mark Cuban, I'd tell uh, Adam Silver what he could do with that half a milli. And I would literally say, what are you going to do? Uh, how about, you know, Pharrell, you, I'm not paying it. What are you going to cancel our games? What are you going to shut down the league? You're going to stop all the Mavericks games? You're going to put me in jail? What are you going to put me in, like, the uh, owner's prison in Guantanamo? Like, you know, the guy never stops freaking out on referees. That's been a constant. There's a nice shot of him screaming like he's Bob Knight. He learned it all from Bob Knight at Indiana University, trust me. So he grew up in my neighborhood as a, as a kid. Here's a funny story. He won't even deny it. The guy, when he was a little boy, sold garbage bags, like leaf bags, you know, like the big jumbo, like, you know, lawn leaf bags to all the old ladies around the neighborhood. Like, you know, all the houses, he'd go door to door selling like leaf bags. And like everyone thought he was so adorable. Meanwhile, he was like a little entrepreneur. He was just raking in like a buck every four houses, right? He was selling them for a quarter. And the kid, there were millions of homes and the kid was raking. And so I knew, I was like, the kid's shifty. I used to see him rolling around with his little bag of money and I'd be like, you need to go teach him a lesson with my other buddies. I'd be like, come on, let's go beat his ass, take his money. Because I used to do that on Halloween too. We'd roll around and beat up kids and take their candy. Because I was a bad seed. <laughs> do you think, Carver High, he should tell Adam Silver what he can do with his fine and not pay it? And then Mafia said, that'll be it for him, mister. You can't get away with it. They'll take draft picks away from him. Oh, what's next? They won't be able to draft any players? That's what they're going to do? Shut down the whole organization? I mean, I, they find that guy so much money over the years. If I were him, I'd tell him, you know what? Screw you. I'm not paying it. You know, tell your mother if you don't like it. I, honestly, I'm about done with, you know, this is every year we're dealing with Mark Cuban fines and the NBA. It was David Stern. Now it's Adam Silver. It's just the, the gift that keeps on giving this guy's pockets being emptied. Is he wrong, though, about the refs? He's not wrong I mean, about the honestly, refs. Is he wrong? No, because no, the refs in not. the NBA They're suck. They're awful. Suck. They're the worst. They're the worst. I mean, them in the NFL, they're neck no, no, and neck. No, but, no, I mean, no, 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 They're no. the worst? The NBA's no, no. the worst? NBA the worst and the Big Ten refs and then the <laughs> NFL still refs. on them, huh? And then the NHL. You're still on the Big Ten so from listen, the other night at uh, uh, Penn State, huh? Not the other night in history. <laughs> you know, Bob Knight, you think he's had all those conniptions because the Big Ten refs are good? They are the worst. And then the other one is this. Now, you won't even argue with me. The NHL refs that refuse to drop the puck on yeah. the faceoffs. No, it I takes know. five minutes and they wave off like three guys. No one cares about your stupid faceoffs. Are they ever going to get the clue that it's just a waste of time? You know, and they always have the stat up in the press box. Uh, Bruins have won 68% of the faceoffs tonight. I get it. You control the puck off of the faceoff. But watching that guy hold on to the puck for five minutes and not drop it, if you ever want to listen to me lose my mind, uh, download on Google Pharrell Calls Game 7 Red Wings Penguins 2009, <laughs> and you'll see what I think of the NHL refs not dropping the puck on faceoffs. So I put the NHL refs right up there with the rest of the bad refs in sports. They're all terrible. If you do it for a living, I hate your guts. I don't care what you think of me. I know you like my master's jacket. Check out. Ooh. I still think the NBA and the NFL are a tick ahead of everybody else. I guess you're right. It's every sport because the MLB umpires – I think the NHL refs are kind of below the other three. It is annoying when they don't really, drop the puck. Do you really it. think the baseball umps are that bad? Yes, I do. What, what, in I in what capacity? Bad. Just the home plate umps? Every umpire has a different strike zone. Every guy, everybody has to pick a. Those umpires have to pick a fight with players. Half of them don't like the players. They got to get into a fight with the. The, the manager, the players, all the time. And they make it about themselves, a bunch of those guys. Angel Hernandez, et cetera, et cetera. They make it about them. The MLB umpires are no good either. They're awful. Uh, you know, I don't even know. Like, I guess. I guess uh, but let, while we're on baseball, all just right. while we're there, because okay. I don't care anymore about. Honestly, Mark Forget Cuban's the refs. Fine. Cuban's right. He doesn't care about the money. That's that. It's over. I hope he keeps calling out the refs and keeps having to pay for it. Do you think At least let it people be known. There you go. Didn't he? I think he got married eventually. And he, but, but, like, before he got married, just so you know, 
he allegedly, and I think we, like Bob Sturm told us this or something. Didn't he have like some mansion in Dallas where he has like a room that's dedicated to wiffle ball? He's got like a wiffle ball living room. He's it's a big with, kid. But 50 foot ceilings. It's like the length of like one of those English movies back in the day with the white hairdos and they're, you know, riding I mean, around. And when buggies. you have, when you have a bajillion dollars, you got to do something with it. And I, I respect the guy. He goes I and like does that. some cool stuff with it. He I, builds a wiffle ball no, no, field no, no, in his I, house. He got there married go. and then she screwed it all you see, up. See, now that's a problem. That you is. can't have that going on. If I was Mark, you got to put that wiffle ball field back. Right. You got plenty of money, or go buy a separate house down the block, and you could just go down there and put the like wiffle ball cottage. field, the bowling alley. You could put everything yeah, like in a, the place. Like there a cottage, go. the cottage house yeah. is separate. But the, when the wife comes in, she ruins the living room and turns yeah. it into a gigantic living room for like you know functions and such. Can't have it. Can't have it. She ruined the wiffle ball room, so I blame his wife for all of those problems. There you I go. really do. All right, so uh, on to baseball real quick before I uh, get into more. Uh, trouble. Uh, I have to tell you that uh, we, we're talking about this Aaron Judge. You brought it up that he has like a stress fracture in his rib. Correct. Uh, which is a nice way of saying in Portuguese, he has a broken rib. Correct. And let me tell you something. I broke a rib. It is one of the most painful things ever. And I mean, it will shut you down literally from breathing. Forget about playing baseball. How about breathing? How about like if you get a cough when you have, let's say you got the Hanta, let's say you got the Corona and you had a broken rib and you started coughing with a broken rib, you'll literally prefer death over coughing with a broken rib. It is one of the most painful things I've ever had in my life. You cannot sleep. You cannot cough. You cannot sneeze. You cannot get out of a car. You cannot get out of a seat. Sitting down, standing up is one of the most brutal experiences of your life with a broken rib. Right. You believe, Carver I, he's done. For the year. Well, look, I mean, there's a possibility if he has this surgery, uh, he could miss the year. I mean, it's completely possible. Three months, six months, who knows what it's going to be. He's going to rest for two weeks. Here's the more amazing part, Scotty, and the Yankees claim that this didn't just happen. They think that this happened in a September game when he dove for a ball. Back on September 19th, they think that he dove for a ball in the outfield, and that is when this injury occurred, which means he finished the season. Six months. He played in the playoffs, and then he spent the entire offseason. Why don't we figure this out then, that he possibly had the stress fracture in his rib? You know, this is a bad look for the Yankees, Scotty. It really is. This is Judge now with injuries that could have been dealt with months ago. Severino, the same deal. Paxton, the same deal. This is all stuff that could have been handled when the season ended in October. And instead, we're sitting here in March, a couple weeks before the season starts, and you're just figuring out now, after 10 tests and two weeks of all this stuff, that he had a stress fracture in his rib from September? That's a bad look, Scotty. Bad look. Tell me this. Um... We knew that, uh, you know, that they couldn't figure out what the problem was. Last week, we were talking about him having some kind of shoulder problem, right. and, uh, and it was behind his pack. So now, suddenly, it's in his uh, rib cage. He's got a broken rib, essentially. And, and that's exactly what it is, right? And then they're saying a surgery is not off the table. So what that means is he's going to have surgery. Right. So. Uh, it is unbelievable to me. This is what it boils down to. With all the injuries and with all the failed diagnosis of those injuries, at what point are they going to finally? Because do you remember when George was around? Like, listen. Oh, George wouldn't stand for this. These people would have already all and I hate been to say fired. That people have been saying that for a long time now. George wouldn't stand for this. George wouldn't stand for that. George has been gone a long time now. So what? Uh, here, here's the thing. He the got Mets, rid of the problems. The Mets used to get absolutely skewered in New York City because of how their medical staff right. treated their players. And what the Yankees have done here in the last six to eight months, it, it seems ten times worse what's going on. It's ridiculous. Well, I think that the, you know, with uh, Severino and then with, I, I'm not going to blame the doctors for Giancarlo Stanton's Kleenex body. He's got like the tissue body, I mean, from hell, right? No, that's Stanton's fault. All right, so he, that has nothing to do <laughs> with that. I'm not blaming the doctor. But, but I am Stanton. blaming the doctors of the Yankees for the failed uh, job they've done on, on Judge Severino. Frankly, if you think about it, going back to Tanaka, they've been telling us his elbow's going to blow out for about three and a half, four years now, right? So I just think that it's time to go old school George and fire him. I mean, 
what are they nice now? It's so funny. When, when did the Steinbrenners become nice? Their yeah. father would be turning in his grave right now. Do you remember like uh, what is Hank the one that parties allegedly? Is he the one that they don't want on camera all the time? He makes bad decisions. Yes, they, they, you haven't the, seen him in a long time. I know, rough around the yeah, edges. He's been gone a while. But they don't want him anywhere around. You know what he should do? Pick up where his dad left off and tell that soft ass brother of his that's so nice to everybody that they need to start firing these crappy doctors they have that screw up the whole team. How does that sound for dinner on a Friday night? Honest that, to God. That sounds good to me. And I know if you're Honestly. interested, you're interested in Yankee future, Scotty. I know you are. They have taken, FanDuel's taken the win total off the board right now. So you can't bet the Yankee win total at FanDuel at this moment. Uh, still World Series plus 390. Well, that's because. Second choice. That's simple. It's because um, their entire team is in a hospital bed. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's what, and with the judge news just coming down, they've got to re- probably readjust Did that. Did I not again. tell you? Did I not? We have had this discussion on this show. We argued this over and over where literally I told you this is becoming a real problem when it, you know, I think you were, you know, we got Garrett Cole. We're fine. None of this matters. And I was like, listen, all your stuff. I think it was when Stanton got injured. Then again, I said, when Judge went down with his shoulder, I said, bro, this is now an issue. And Paxton, too. I mean, it just goes on and on and on with the injuries. You cannot tell me that every star player on your team is out at the beginning of the year and you're going to have some kind of 105-win season. I am just not buying it. It's coast to coast. Kyle Goon, what a great name. He's up next from Lipstick City. And he's going to talk to us about that big game tonight, obviously. The Bucks and Lakers at Staples. Does it get any juicier than that tonight? I'm all over it. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rose of Firestarter. I have a, uh, what do they call those? Platinum albums or something? Gold albums, something like that. They gave me that band. I have it in my house. Prodigy. Prodigy. I'm very excited about it. I've never cared for one second that I have it. But it used to hang in my studio in the uh, Ferrella Palatial. And then when I worked for LoserCom, they destroyed my studio. They wouldn't let me use it ever. Uh, meanwhile, when I worked for Howard Stern, I could use it every day of my life. It was awesome, and I had a huge amount of parties in that studio. It was great. And once LoserCom came around and ruined everything, now I don't ever see my Prodigy platinum album anymore. I oughta. Anyway, Kyle Goon is our boy out in Cali, Southern Cali News Group, covering the Lipstick City Lakers. Mr. Goon, how you doing, brother? Everything good? Good. How you doing, Scotty? My man. So uh, I have to ask you, Kyle, uh, you know, I was looking at, you know, the story about how and not that this is important, but it is to me that, you know, they're, they're talking about they need a shooter now. And I'm like, they're talking about J.R. and everything else. And then they got 
you know, uh, waiters uh, from the heat who was a malcontent in Miami. I mean, that's the bottom line, what he was. They're not going to tolerate that in L.A., are they, the way he behaved in Miami, because what a nightmare he was. But then when he finally got back on the court, he actually had some good games. Can he just play ball and not be a jerk face and, you know, do what they want in L.A.? And then do they really need another shooter on top of that? And essentially, how many moves are they allowed to make, you know, past the trade deadline? They can just do whatever they want because they're the Lakers and everybody else has to do nothing, but they can just keep adding 50, 60 new players a week. I mean, what's going on there? Um, yeah, that's a lot to unpack what you just said all there. Um, I, I mean, I think the the basics are, I, 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 look, they, they might add somebody, they would have to cut somebody. The, they might add a shooter. I just don't see why. Um, you know, I mean, there's only, this with, in the playoffs, when they shorten up the rotations, um, you know, it, it's, you only have like nine guys playing, sometimes eight guys playing. So, um, sort of this focus on who they're adding and, and might be adding. I mean, it's sort of, um, you know, it, it's not it's not really the most relevant thing, I think. I mean, I think with waiters, you get um, a potential skill set that you didn't really have before. Obviously, Rondo is on the downswing. Um, they felt like they needed a, a drive-and-score guard, which they don't really have right now when you look at their guard play. Um, so I think that was sort of the idea by adding him sort of let's add this dimensionality to our backcourt if we need it. But uh, it's not like I think he's going to be a, a mainline rotation player on a championship team. And, and to your point, I mean, I think Dion is, is cognizant now that he's kind of on his last opportunity here, sort of like Dwight Howard in the offseason. And, uh, you know, he's going to be motivated not screw up or else, you know, they'll, they'll have to cut him. So, uh, Kyle Goon with us, uh, Southern California News Group. The Lakers and Bucks are essentially, I've been reading all over the place about favorites to win it all at a lot of the Vegas sports books and houses. Uh, Lakers opened as favorites tonight over the uh, Bucks at Caesars, but I've just been looking at, you know, who the favorite is to win it all. And a lot of people have them as co favorites. Some people have the Bucks. Others just believe the Lakers. I think four times as much money has come in on the Lakers. You got to be excited tonight to see this game, Kyle, and to see these two teams. Do you think it would actually, uh, in your view, come to fruition that it's going to be the uh, NBA Finals when it's all said and done, uh, what you're seeing tonight? I think it definitely could be. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of focus here on how the Lakers match up with the Clippers, and a lot of people kind of see that as an inevitable series, and I kind of do myself. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot of interest in, uh, especially with LeBron versus Giannis. Not, so Giannis is running away with MVP. I mean, if you look at his numbers, look at the number of wins that the Bucks have, there, there's really no chance to catch him. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think that that kind of discussion about, like, is, is Giannis sort of the next, um, greatest player alive type figure. Because even though LeBron hasn't won every MVP for the last 17 years, I mean, I think at least for the last 10, there's been an understanding that it's kind of LeBron and then everybody else. And, and that's sort of cemented by how we talk about greatest ever conversation. It's kind of LeBron and Michael. Um, so I, I think that kind of interest is important and, and kind of compels it. Sort of is Giannis ready to win um, sort of like LeBron was at, at this stage of his career. So, um, you know, Giannis is just an intriguing guy um, doing stuff that really hasn't been seen since the days of Wilt Chamberlain. And and I think that, to me, that's what I look forward to the most when I look at this matchup. So, uh, you know, I know you're right about Giannis, and I think the overwhelming favorite to win the MVP and – you know, all the books have him at, uh, you know, huge odds to win it. And then they have, like, a LeBron at 10-1. to 1. I have to tell you, though, Kyle, I'm serious. I, I think Giannis is incredible, no disrespect. But for me, watching what LeBron has done to make that Laker team go, like when he's not on the floor, like the night he sat out with a groin, I mean, they look naked without him, in my view. With him, great things happen. Everybody around him gets better. Everyone plays at a different level. I think he... Um, he just absolutely takes his game and everyone else's game to another level, like a real true MVP. I think, you know, for me, 
Giannis just uh, controls the game and owns every bucket and dunks and finishes. It's all about him. To me, LeBron makes it all about everyone on the team. He makes it all about the team winning. He makes it all about each individual guy doing another job to make them come to the finish line with a W. Uh, I like LeBron. For me, for my money, what he's done at 35 He's the MVP in my book, and I don't mind those 10-to-1 odds. I actually think he's done more to help the Lakers than Giannis has done for the Bucs. Giannis is the whole team, but LeBron is making everyone important, and I, that's just where I stand on it. How do you feel about it? Um, you know, I think there's been some really good points made that you can't, like, you can't dock Giannis because he's not 35 years old, right? Like, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of silly to think of, like, well, Le- what LeBron is doing at 35 is more impressive than what Giannis would be doing at 35. Like, that's, that's kind of not the nature of the award. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at the statistical case, um, Giannis and the Bucks are, are kind of outperforming the Lakers in almost every category except, um, you know, when you look at LeBron's assist numbers, which are leading the league. But, um, you know, I think it's possible to appreciate both and, and just say, like, in a non-Giannis year, if 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 the Mo- if Milwaukee wasn't doing what they're doing, having a historic season, that LeBron would be the MVP. And I agree with um, some of the points you make about just sort of how the Lakers look when he's off the floor. I mean, Anthony Davis's career is sort of a microcosm of how he plays by himself. Um, you know, and, and his team wins some and loses some. He's only been in the playoffs twice, so he's not at a point in his career where he can do it alone. Um, and LeBron is sort of elevating and unlocking him and, and enabling him. Um, and, you know, maybe I think the Lakers help kind of teaching him how to get a team to, to where it needs to be. So I think, um, you know, to me, seeing it up close, um, seeing the investment, seeing how, um, you know, he's, he's played all kinds of ways, scorer, distributor, occasionally defender. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a case. So the Clippers seem to uh, get in their heads a little bit. That's what I see when I see them play. They get really lit up to play the Lakers. Like they lick their chops to play the Lakers. When they canceled the game after Kobe's death, uh, I think that drove the Clippers nuts that they couldn't beat them again. They beat them twice. Do you think that they can legitimately uh, knock off the Lakers? Because I think, you know, I'm not sure people believe they can, but I do. Like, that team, for some reason, they seem to have their number a little bit, don't they? Yeah, and I think it comes down to a couple things. I mean, like, they're they're switching schemes. I mean, they have two uh, of the best defensive wings in the league in, in Kawhi and Paul George. And then that goes the other way because both those guys can, can put up buckets. Um, so it's just sort of their positionless style really – um, it kind of makes it difficult on teams with, from both ends because you saw the other day, like, they destroyed the Rockets um, in the small ball scheme. But they've also, um, they also can kind of stretch out the Lakers and force them to, to guard five guys out. So it's, it's really a tough combination. I mean, I think, um, you know, should this series come to pass, I think there's a chance that the Lakers play smaller and, and put Anthony Davis center and, They've gotten some reps with that, but not as many as I think they'd like. Um, and I, I think that it's it's probably going to come down to um, can LeBron guard Kawhi a little bit? Can he make it tough a, at least a couple possessions? Because um, no one else that they've put on Kawhi in the first two meetings has really worked. Well, great stuff, Kyle, as always. Uh, thanks for coming on Coast to Coast. Enjoy the game tonight and on Sunday against the Clippers. Those should be fantastic matchups. And uh, have a blast at those games. Thanks for coming on today, brother. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. It'll be fun. Have a good one. All right, my man. Kyle Goon of Southern California News Group. Carver High, who do you like tonight uh, in the Bucks game? And who do you like on Sunday against the Clippers. Uh, I think the Clippers can beat the Lakers again. I won't be surprised at all. In fact, I think I'm going to bet on them. Yeah, listen, tonight I like the Lakers. I, I really do. Um, I know that the Bucks beat them the first time when they played in Milwaukee. I'm in on the Lakers tonight. Uh, I just think that LeBron, the way he's got everybody going, you said it perfectly. He's getting everybody involved. He's making everybody better on the team. He's got AD with him too. 
Uh, I look for the Lakers to put up a big effort tonight. And Sunday, I mean, they've lost to them a couple times, Scotty. Can they step up and beat the Clippers for once on Sunday? Come on. No, and the Clippers just signed Joakim Noah. Well, that'll help. Why? Well, he's ripped, and he uh, he's always hanging out on the beach, and he's always getting a lot of leg. I'll give him that. God bless him. But uh, I thought he was shot when we saw him here. All right, uh, that's going to be a hell of a game tonight. Who do you like? I'm excited. Bucks and Lakers tonight at Stables should be awesome. It's Coast. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. on a pain-free Friday. I'm Pharrell with Carver High. Mafia running it downstairs in uh, master control uh, here in the city. We're at Studio 34 on Fridays, obviously, and Monday through Thursday we do the show uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook in the Meadowlands. Really, our home away from home is there, right in the middle of it all. Is it weird for you, Carver High, not having animals screaming in the race book? I mean, it's like a lunatic fringe in that race book every day, and then um, the sports books are on bookends. There's two of them, one on uh, one end, the other one in the other end zone. And they're both uh, packed with sports bettors. I mean, the place is crazy. It's lit every day of the week. And on weekends, they say it's like 10 times as crowded. I think it's crowded Monday through Thursday. Imagine what it's like on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, yesterday seemed to be particularly crazy. Uh, there was a, a large group of people that were uh, jumping on top of chairs and pretending to ride horses during several races <laughs> yesterday. Uh, it was nuts, and I actually went into the sports book part uh, when we left last night. You know, I was uh, before I left, I went to the bathroom, and then I went over. I knew and I, you were lying. I went to check in over there. I was actually looking to see if I can get another uh, Bruin goal or another goal in that right. Carolina Philly game. But did um, they win that game? The Bruins did win. Yes, we hit so, that four teamer. There you go. We hit that four team oh. parlay last night. So um, I went in there, and it's the same thing. Like it's loud. People are yelling at the TVs. Even uh, Gabe's guy, Disco Dan, is over there clapping at the UConn game. There was a lot happening in there last night. I like it. Uh, anyway, the place is awesome. Uh, so anyway, just so you know, I, I give you a little rundown uh, so you can, uh, just for your edification, that you know what's going on here. Coast to Coast runs every day 4 to 6 Eastern, and then it reruns at 4 a.m. for the late-night crack crowd. Uh, you know, when the hookers and, and mice and uh, rats are out in the city. I'll never forget when I, Mavi and I left work and we were at a red light in the city and uh, we stopped the car and there they go, a family of rats crossing the crosswalk like the Beatles. I've seen it all. The Pharrell on a Bench podcast comes out every night. It drops around 10.30 on iTunes and wherever uh, podcasts are available. Podcasts like Google Play, Google Podcasts, all that. Uh, iHeart podcast has the Coast to Coast podcast. Did you know that, Carver High? The iHeart Podcast Network carries the Coast to Coast. I did know that. Yes, it's another place where you can check the show out. Absolutely. Right? So that's this show. And then Pharrell on the Bench is my uh, individual solo podcast, which is insanity. That runs at midnight, Billy Idol Hour of Love, and 5 a.m. And then it replays Saturday into Sunday overnight, 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. They run five straight hours of it. It's kick-ass. Also on weekends, Best of Coast to Coast runs Saturday at 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And then Sunday, uh, overnight, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. So you get all of that. And you can follow all of us. And I want you to follow us at uh, Pharrell on Grid, at Scott Pharrell, at On Air Mafia, at Carver High underscore. Is that what it is? Yes, that's correct. There, I got it right. It's amazing. And, um, you know, Follow us there. And then on Facebook, we're on uh, slash Scott Farrell, slash Pharrell on Grid, slash Pharrell fan page. And then on Instagram, it's Pharrell on Grid, right? And you can follow me on LinkedIn. Am I missing anything, Carver High? Have I covered it all? I'm pretty sure that you have circled the wagons and you got everything together there. So they you put it all. Uh, replays also of the show Coast to Coast on Facebook. And that's every night. And we put it on Twitter. Just follow us. What are you doing? Just It's simple. At Scott Farrell, at Farrell on Grid. Boom, you're in and everybody's happy. There you go. So check out uh, the shows. Plus, don't forget we're on In Game Live at 7 to 9 
Eastern, Monday through Friday. So we'll be back in a, like, you know, after uh, game time decisions with Gabe Morenci, and then they come back with us, 7-9, in-game live. We'll be raging during all of the games. Southern Illinois up 37-28 on Bradley in the uh, Missouri Valley quarters. Drake already beat Northern Iowa. Can you even believe this role Drake is on? I wanted so badly to bet on them today, and I didn't have the stones to do it. And they absolutely blew out Northern Iowa. How embarrassing is that? You go 25-6, and six and you get whacked 77-56. to 56 in, in a, like I, I can't even believe in a quarterfinal game they got beat that badly. They are done. They're not going to the tournament. They're not doing anything. That's it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, Pack your bags. I went and checked in on all the uh, the expert bracketologists after Northern Iowa lost today, and all of them seem to think that Northern Iowa's in trouble. They're not going to make the tournament. They needed to win this, even though they had a huge year, 25-5, and five, all that stuff. They just didn't have enough quality wins. They have one good win outside the Missouri Valley, and that was at Colorado, who's been absolutely horrible coming down the stretch in the Pac-12. So... Iowa State's going to be a long nine days for them, Scotty, as they wait for Selection Sunday a week uh, week from this coming Sunday. Oh, they can forget about it. I mean, yeah. you cannot lose in the quarters in your Drake, tournament when yeah. you're the number one seed. Now, Drake's uh, playing and, great ball. And it's not like they lost a buzzer beater either. I mean, they got absolutely whacked in that game. They were Blown never out. in the game. Blown out. And uh, the committee looks at stuff like that. So, you know, you lose a last-second squeaker. Uh, you know, the team beats you on a last-second bucket. You know, maybe that'll factor in a little, but when you play like you did today, you don't deserve to be. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that happened last night. I was amazed, to be honest with you, the beating that Oregon put on Cal. That number was 15 and a half, and they beat them by more than 30. I think they beat them by 34. That was crazy. Um, Ohio State, they handled the number six and a half. They beat uh, uh, Illinois 71-63. I hit the UConn game. That was great. They beat Houston by six. Michigan covered that big number of 17 and a half against Nebraska. I'm just looking. We already, you know, had talked about Boise. They've been playing great. What do you give them in terms of a chance against San Diego State tonight? Uh, they have been covering like crazy. You see it here. The semi. San Diego State opened at nine and a half. They're 2-0 and against Boise this season. Handled them both times, too. Big. Double figures, but Boise 9-3 against the spread in their last 12 games. And then uh, San Diego State, I don't care about the neutral site against the spread numbers, thanks. And the unders, 8-1 in the last nine Boise games. They're going to need to play that kind of defense tonight, Carver High, to beat San Diego State. San Diego beat them twice, but now Boise playing great. You picked them to beat UNLV. Are they going to cover that number of 9, nine and a half? They might very well do it. Yeah, San Diego State didn't just beat him twice, Scotty. They absolutely thumped him both times that they played him. Uh, 15, 20 points uh, in right. both meetings. Uh, but I like the way that Boise State played yesterday. You know, San Diego State came out slow against Air Force. I look for a little bit more effort from them tonight. There'll be a more lively crowd, little night, uh, night action with the first game of the semifinal. I actually think San Diego State covers the nine tonight. I am going to go with the Aztecs to take care of business here. And win the game. So Bucknell beat American. I was only saying that because you had that Patriot League yeah. quad parlay going. Yeah, and, and I had a little fun with that last night. It didn't go through for me. Uh, I actually think the two of the teams lose. Army think, lost. Yeah, Army lost and uh, Bucknell beat American. BU right? won for you so and then Colgate won for you. That happens. We were having some fun with that. That wasn't a serious East uh, Eastern Kentucky beat Tennessee State by 10. I'm just looking at some of the games last night. Hampton moved on in the Big South. Quarter, 78-53 over Longwood. They're going to play tonight. Uh, Green Bay blew out Oakland. I didn't see a blowout coming there. Grambling lost to uh, Alabama A&M. Uh, and then Alcorn over uh, Prairie View A&M. They all have games coming up. Southern, a winner over Texas Southern. That was a big win. And then Utah State by five over New Mexico. So uh, the Lobos covered that number. And they were down, though. New Mexico was controlling that game. Utah State had to come back in the second half to take care of business there. Uh, they needed the win. We talked about that yesterday, that Utah State was a bubble team that probably had to win a couple games, at least get to the final in the Mountain West right. tournament, and they took care of business last night. In the, from come, come from behind fashion, New Mexico was in the mix the whole game. Memphis beat Wichita State by eight. Washington upset Arizona State. That may have been the upset of the night because they're uh, – Terrible season, 4-13. and 13. That was their fourth win in the Pac-12. I cannot believe they went to Tempe and beat them. I almost fell over. Yeah, weird night in the Pac-12. You had Washington beat Arizona State. You had Stanford lose to Oregon State, which uh, was a bad loss for Corvallis. Stanford. They really needed to win that game. 
Uh, listen, uh, we'll see what happens with Stanford. I think they're going to need to win a couple games next week out in Vegas in that pack. I hit that Evansville number. Remember, seven and a half against Valparaiso. Valpo plays Loyola of Chicago tonight. We'll get into that. Santa Barbara, you love the Gauchos. They barely beat Fullerton. Hawaii over Davis. Love the that Gauchos. That was a two-point game. Arizona blew out Washington State and covered that big number. Wyoming, we told you about earlier in the show, they beat Steve Alford's Nevada team. That'll be it for Nevada. They won't go to the NCAA tournament They're now. done, yes. They're, They're done, done anyway. They needed to win the whole thing. All right, so uh, that was really last night's action. And then uh, just so people know, it's very important for uh, betters what's going on. That Bradley team's on a, on a comeback right now. 12 and change left. Uh, they're down three to Southern Illinois. They were losing before. And tonight you got VMI and Stan, uh, excuse me, Sanford in the SoCon first round. Gardner-Webb and Winthrop in the Big South semis. I think that's going to be a great game. The number's five and a half. Gardner-Webb, I think they're going to be in that game. Uh, both of the times they played this year were very close. They played an overtime game, and they right. played another game that I think was two or less. So they have been tight games. I like that number with Gardner-Webb tonight. Buffalo Bowling Green in Bowling Green at the Stroh Center. Do you remember Stroh's being? Here, Carver High at all? No. Well, you should have. <laughs> Kent State and Akron uh, tonight in uh, Akron at the Rhodes Arena. Eastern Michigan and Toledo. Western Michigan and Central Michigan playing Georgia Tech and Clemson. Does uh, Clemson keep the roll going and cover the four at home at Little John? No, but we're going to try that under in the first half. We hit both of those teams separately, the under in the first half the other night. We're going to go for it again tonight here with Clemson. But you don't like Tech them to cover against Georgia other. Tech. I don't. Ooh, Wake and NC State and Raleigh. Uh, they're laying eight. Richmond, Duquesne, and Pittsburgh at PBG. I think that's going to be a great game. Do the Dukes upset the Spiders? Richmond needs this game. They're right there. They can get in this tournament. They got to beat uh, Duquesne tonight. I like Richmond. Niagara, Canisius, Fairfield against Manhattan, Iona, and St. Peter's. Uh, Iona, a dog in that game at St. Peter's, getting four. I like the Gales with the number. Siena, I love them tonight, 14 and five in the MAAC against Monmouth on the road in Long Branch, New Jersey. I like Siena. I would never bet on that game, though, due to my religious beliefs about teams in New Jersey. I'd rather go light a candle for them at Mass. Brown and Harvard, Columbia at Princeton. Are my Tigers going to get it done tonight for the uh, gunslinger Carver High? Laying 11. Yeah, I like Princeton tonight. I think that they could take care of business. All right, Yale, Dartmouth, Valpo, Loyola, and then you got Miami of Ohio hosting Ohio. I like Ohio on the road, getting to one Citadel at Wofford, Eastern Kentucky at Belmont. That's a Ohio Valley semi. Hampton and Radford, Ball State, Northern Illinois, Boise, San Diego State in the semi in the Mountain West. VCU Davidson going to be a hell of a game. Loyola and San Fran in the WCC second round. Missouri State, Indiana State, Austin P and Murray State going to be incredible. Wyoming, Utah State, and Santa Clara, Pepperdine. You gotta love it. I got them all in college rag and are gonna be betting on every single game and drinking anything and yelling and screaming and spitting and laughing and hurling and talking coast to coast. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.